This podcast is supported by listeners like you. We're grateful for your tax-deductible donation at newthoughtphilly.org or the link in the episode description. A practical prayer is a prayer that works. These discussions between Reverend Bill Marcioni and Carol Lawrence dive into the details of how it works and how to work it. Reverend Bill is a New Thought minister and the author of Practical Prayer for Real Results. Your new life begins with a new thought. Carol Lawrence is on a spiritual quest, finding the New Thought teaching after decades on the pulpit in three different traditional denominations. I've got some questions. Together, they're exploring the philosophy and activities that come together from many of the world's religions to create the practical spirituality that is New Thought. Welcome to the Practical Prayer Podcast. I'm Carol Lawrence. I'm here with Reverend Bill Marcioni. And I have questions and he has answers. Well, right? I, I have questions too, but every once in a while there's something that I have familiarity with so I can share it. But okay. I don't claim to have answers. I just claim to have a little bit of knowledge. Well, that's good. That's a good start. You know, helps us get started on the, the right way. People who have answers aren't curious anymore. That just bothers me. Well, then that means I don't have good enough questions. so describe the question or the topic for today okay i'm going to do my best it's it has a lot of moving parts and i've been thinking about this for a couple of days and in that couple of days i am no closer to formulating an intelligent question than i was from the time that it came to me but i'm going to give it a shot okay how do you pray in a situation where, of course, you want the best possible outcome for everybody concerned, including yourself, but maybe not yourself right up front, how do you know how to navigate personally in that situation? Like, what is your role in the best possible outcome when you really don't know what the, pe- the best possible outcome is? And uh, let me give you a little, uh, a, like, a 10-second history on that. Okay. You can the give me I- more. Well, the, on, the, on the idea of it, um, in the Christian church, traditional Christian church, the idea is to wait on the Lord and be of good courage and be patient and all of that, which is nice. But for a personality like mine, it feels that, <laughs> it feels like that's just a totally irresponsible approach. So no honoring the wisdom. There is some wisdom in that, in, in allowing God to do what God does, but there's also a sense of responsibility in terms of my role or your role or whatever in the outcome of a situation. And at some point, you can't do anything, right? Because you don't know then from the beginning. You just want the best to happen. So I'm, I'm giving that to you. All so right. unravel that and come up with some prayer, right. <laughs> if there is such a thing. I'm going to go through that backwards just a little bit. Because um, okay. towards the end of it, where it was the personality part of Carol. Let me rephrase that as, I know that with faith, the circumstance will unfold in perfection. 
and I want to do something now because I want to get busy. So it's you at your individual ego level want to take action now rather than waiting on silly old spirit to get around to fixing things. <laughs> <laughs> okay, now wait a minute. That's not entirely 100% fair. No, it's okay. not. Yeah, I can, wait I, say, a, I, can, I can wait for spirit, but I cannot stand the idea of being irresponsible. You know, I, I want to do my part. Okay. There's a tongue-in-cheek way of phrasing this. Is God knows how this is going to work out. And you can say that as a, in exasperation. And in fact, that lets you say it in front of people who are not religious or spiritual. It's like you throw your hands in the air and say, God knows how this is going to happen. God knows how this is going to work. But it's an acknowledgement of the truth, that God knows how this is going to work. And whatever the circumstance of the situation that you want to have, it's possible. And you know that it's possible because it's an infinite universe. Everything is possible. Even the stuff that's really, really unlikely. Anything is possible. And so it's about shaping our belief to allow that new possibility to come into place. Now, in a situation where you don't know how it's going to happen or what it's going to look like, what you need to do is open up to the greatest possibility of whatever it could be. So, and I know that one of your favorite things is the purpose statement. Mm -hmm. We do the purpose before we do the prayer. So what you're talking about is the second act where things, to use the spiritual term, sucketh. The circumstances sucketh. And what we know is that we want them to not. We want them to turn into something different. We want it to get better. We want to get out of the second act where the villain is going to overrun everybody and there's doom and failure and sorrow and loss. And we want to get on to the third act where we have some resolution and suddenly those dangerous forces are tamed and things come back into alignment and the people who we happily met in the first act get closer to their living happily ever after. So that's what we're doing, is we want to move from that really sucky experience of the second act to that harmonious and joyous feeling of resolution and completion and stability that's in the third act. We don't need to write the script. And that's the part that's challenging because sometimes we want to write the script and say this character is going to say that and then the bad guy is going to for some reason just disappear or his car is going to go off the road or whatever it is and we want to write the script we want to be able to tell the story in the specifics so that it happens the way that we want it to on our timeline and it often doesn't work that way especially when we don't know how we can get from our current experience to the one that we want to have next that takes us to the purpose statement. Once this new experience has unfolded, how do I want to feel? And how do I want everybody else who's involved in this to feel? What do I want the tone and texture and flavor of our lives to be without naming the specifics of how it's going to happen? Things, our, our, our minds will tell us that things will not magically drop out of the sky to solve our problems. And they won't in that manner, but the series of coincidences that are possible as stuff just shows up for us can be stupendous. So what we want to do is change from our belief that the current crappy situation has to continue to this is the circumstance that I want, the, 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 the flavor of life that I want us all to have when it's done, and then get out of the way. Get out of the way. Yeah. 
if I want the circumstance to be a particular way, but I don't want to take my hands off the steering wheel, there's really much less possibility for the route to be different than what I've anticipated. So it's about letting go of control, letting go of our attachment to need to know how this is going to go together so that those coincidences can start happening. One of my so, favorite sequences in, in the Harry Potter movies was when they had the, uh, it was the good luck uh, potion. When Harry's going to drink it and he's going to get good luck. And they figured out exactly what he's going to do once he's taken the potion because they have an idea of how it's going to happen. And he takes the potion and he says, I'm going to Hagrid's. And they say, that's not the plan. And he went there and by coincidence, that was exactly where he needed to be to have the experience that he was having, they wound up getting the experience that they wanted and had nothing to do with their plan. That's what we're doing. So taking your hands off, is it fair to say just being in the moment? Just mm -hmm. living in the moment and doing what comes next? Yep, surrender. We surrender our attachment to doing what we've been doing, to doing what we think we ought to be doing, to knowing. Sometimes the most responsible thing we can do is to not take responsibility for the next step. Hmm. Well, that's a bit of a challenge for me, but I can, I, I would take that on, I would, I would think. Okay. Well, as you know, I'm not really here to make you comfortable. <laughs> <laughs> How did I? I kind of figured that out a yeah. while ago. I mean, you, you're welcome to be, but if there's some challenging things that, that we get to do along the way, that's okay, too. It, it is a bit of a challenge to not do because, well, you know, I'm the oldest. So doing was my responsibility. And not doing was not an option mm -hmm. in whatever it was. So the, here I come, you know, to New Thought all these many years later. And you're saying release, let go, surrender. And I'm thinking, what the heck is going to happen? <laughs> It works that way, whether you're trying to work it that way or not. Because you've told me the story about when your kids were born mm -hmm. and were growing up, and you knew exactly what each of them was going to do. Mm -hmm. And there are two pieces to the story that I love. Number one is they have grown up fabulous. And two, they have grown up nothing like what you had predefined. That's true. Okay, so that surrender and allowing process happens anyway, whether you want it to or not. Mm-hmm. And as we do it, we, we can seem, if we try to make it happen our way, and spirit has its own way that it's going to be coming together, then we wind up looking like we're struggling and forcing the issue and failing because it's not going the way that we wanted it to. And actually, if we just invite spirit to guide us to do whatever it is that's going to be necessary to happen next and allow the circumstances to unfold while we look like we're just sitting calmly on our purple pillow... Then we get a reputation for being something different than the really aggressive person who's struggling. Hmm. So we, we can do that. Is there anything in the middle? <laughs> <laughs> you don't have to do any of this. You don't have to do any of it. We are all free to continue doing things the way that we've been doing them. And that's okay. If I have a longstanding belief that I'm going to be the, the active type A personality pushing things to get done, 
and I believe that that's working for me, and I believe that that's the way for me to proceed, then I can, and I get to continue having whatever experiences I've been having. A lot of times that's really successful. There are a lot of type A personalities who get a lot of stuff done. And sometimes they feel like they're struggling and they're putting way too much effort into the process and they're fighting the circumstances and the situations and the people and the activities and the government and whoever. It is possible to accomplish exactly the same results with, and here's a great word, effortless. Now, it's not that there isn't work. It's just that it doesn't feel like it's an effort. It's not a struggle. And the infinite creative law that creates everything is perfectly willing to say yes to either of those states, either of those belief systems. So there's, you know, you're, you're the oldest. You got some skills at doing this controlling thing. Mm-hmm. You're not going to lose those skills. You're not going to lose that perspective. And every once in a while, if something seems like it's a struggle or it feels like it's too big to you, try plan B. Okay. Yeah. I mean, I've had some experiences where I've, I've tried the other approach, the effortless approach. At first, in the beginning, it was a lot of effort. <laughs> <laughs> to let go of the To control. let go, it was. It was because, you know, I'm responsible for whatever. And um, th- there's never a, a period at the end of that sentence, you know, like you are responsible. And then it's like whatever. Mm-hmm. So I'm, I'm accustomed to that. But I also do like the effortless approach as well because it's easier it feels more comfortable and it feels more peaceful. Yep. Let's take a quick break and come back and talk about effortlessness. Okay. You can put practical prayer to work in your life, and Reverend Bill Marcioni can help. He is offering an online class that teaches you to create your own practical prayer in five weekly one-hour sessions. The final hour brings your practical prayer together, anchored in live original music by a notable New Thought musician. Practical prayer is based on the most effective prayers found in religions and spiritual practices all over the world. Use it to deepen ever more fully into the truth of your spiritual nature. It's the core of a transformational spiritual practice that's simple, even if it's not always easy. Reverend Bill is also available for private spiritual counseling prayer sessions. Together, you'll lean into the challenges you've experienced in life and explore the transformation that's possible through practical prayer. You'll uncover old, hidden beliefs and uproot them to make way for the life of your dreams. Everything you need to know is on the website at b-v-light.com. That's b-v-light.com. Welcome back to the Practical Prayer Podcast. I'm Carol Lawrence, and I'm here with Reverend Bill Marcioni, and we're back. Yeah, we were, were talking about effortlessness versus struggle, and we're free to choose. I mean, we're not really free to choose, because we never think, oh, you know what, I could do this effortlessly, or I could struggle. Well, I'm going to choose struggle. <laughs> it's just that, in a lot of cases, the things that we do that we wind up struggling in are the same patterns that a lot of times just work for us. 
We see mm-hmm. the circumstance of the situation. Oh, these are how we fit the pieces together. I'm going to make this phone call. I'm going to put this over here. I'm going to buy that. I'm going to order the other thing. I'm going to get these people to help with that. And then it's going to be done. And we can see it in our minds and we understand the pieces that we have to do. And that just works. And then we come to a situation where the pieces are not in alignment like that. And we try to do the same process without knowing exactly how it's going to work. And those pesky little pieces don't cooperate. And then we wind up having a struggle and there's a lot of effort involved in chasing after them and trying to force this to fit together with that. And it winds up feeling overwhelming. Yeah. Yeah. Now the circumstance that you were thinking about that brought you to ponder this for the last several days, I would imagine that it was a specific circumstance. It it was a specific circumstance, but it, it made me think of a lot of other things and possibilities in the future because when you're trying to, for me, when I'm trying to make a change, make a shift, I'm trying to cooperate with myself mm-hmm. and cooperate with, you know, the ocean liner turning around. It's like, okay, this is the flow. It doesn't feel the same, but you want to take this journey, so go with it. But it doesn't mean it's easy. Right. Right. And generally, especially in classes, when somebody is sharing or talking about their experience, we intentionally don't do hypotheticals because that gets us stuck in our head and we can't deal with the real situation. And in a hypothetical, the only solution is going to also be hypothetical. I'm happy to do this with you. And it's actually great that you're not specifying exactly what's going on because it's a real circumstance. So it applies for the same sorts of situations that are going on for for anybody who's listening. Mm Mm-hmm. So in this case, I think that it's wonderful because it's something that seems bigger than you want it, than is manageable right now with too many moving pieces and too many personalities and too many different agendas. And that uh, is a perfect situation for doing practical prayer. Well, I'm glad you said that. So you're going to show me how that works, right? Yeah. Okay. Because you described it like 100%. And... The moving parts and all of that don't move me at all because that's that's what I do. Mm-hmm. However, I want to do better, and I know you're. You know, it's like not better. Like I'm not saying I'm not good better, but there are certain things that I want in this transition to new thought, and I like to not keep thinking I'm in transition. I like to think I'm there, but I'm learning the lay of the land. When I came to uh, New Thought Philly for the first time on Zoom, I think it was we were doing this sort of graduation or the culmination of the first class. And you said in your greeting, you said, welcome home. Mm-hmm. And I was and I've told this story a, a number of times and it's never different. I will never forget how that felt. I I just almost fell apart right there on the Zoom. I almost turned my camera off because I was I knew that I wanted to I wasn't home where I was. For all these years I knew it. And you said welcome home and it was like it was to me. And so I thought, okay, so you're home, you should be comfortable where you are. Yeah, but when you've been away from home and you come back, you got to learn how things are. You know, right. learn Somebody might have remodeled yeah, and, and it's, you know, and it is. It's The language is different and whatever, and that's fine. I'm trying to learn it all. 
You know, mm-hmm. I'm insisting on myself. I, I'm tenacious about things, so you know that. Yeah, you so, are. So I am determined to learn it, whether it feels right or makes sense to me. I'm, I want to know how it works. When we reject something that we don't understand, then we could be missing out on something wonderful. If I'm turning it down because I don't understand it, then there's no possibility for me to grow from it. Right. It just keeps me in my, in my comfort zone. A um, couple of points that I want to make. Uh, first of all, about being at the top of the New Thought Mountain, I don't think we ever get there. It's an upward spiral. And every time we go through a new experience and we apply this New Thought teaching, these principles to that experience, it elevates us higher and gives us a richer understanding. And that applies through all of the classes and through all of the programs that we do. We start by learning to do practical prayer. And then we use that in our introductory class, which is Beyond Limits, to take a step into our spiritual truth, where we're facing some of the things that we've been dealing with. And there's some forgiveness work that's involved in there. And there's there's some prosperity work. And to be able to go through that process at a fundamental level and use this practical prayer technique to get a transformation in our lives, we started going. And then with the foundational class out of the way, we get to move on to the advanced classes where we go through very similar things, but at a deeper level. And then eventually we go through practitioner training where we learn to do this. We really clean, clean the soap bubbles out of our bottle so that uh, we understand who we are. And the first year of practitioner training is a, is a full year to be able to do that clearing. And that sets us up for the second year of practitioner training where we learn to do prayer for other people. And that's because as we get into this, if somebody comes in and tells me that they have a problem, then I'm going to put their problem through my filter and I'm going to do a prayer for my problem rather than for what they said their problem was. And it continues. And even after somebody is a practitioner and they're doing prayer for other people, it's not over. Because what happens is the clients who come in and ask for prayer from a practitioner, the person who sits down in front of you is asking for help with exactly the problem the practitioner has been having. It's a continuous process of moving through it. Mm-hmm. So don't beat yourself up because you don't think you're at the top of the mountain yet. You are making great progress and you've got a really good view of the valley. You understand the lay of the land really well and you're getting better and better and better at it all the way along. Don't let that impatience that I want to be finished with this because it's, <laughs> it's not going to happen. Thank you for saying that. You know, I, I don't think that I'll ever be finished because I'm thoroughly enjoying this. And I'll tell you what is, is so wonderful about it. I, as you know, I did a lot of reading and stuff on my own and blah, blah, blah. And when I came to you, because you're my teacher, my guru, I felt like I had a bag of confetti, of new thought confetti, you know, because you name one of the teachers on YouTube, I know them. I've been with them all. And it felt like I had just a bucket of confetti and I threw it up in the air. And when I met you, I, I was saying, like, all right, now let's make sense of all of this. Catch these okay. pieces, you know. Okay, Reverend Billy, you tape this back together into the original design. <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> Put, here's all I got, right? <laughs> so, I mean, I've heard it before. It doesn't mean I know what it is, but I've heard it. Bang. Fix this. You got it? Okay. <laughs> you know. That's where we are. And, and you catch it, you know. You, you catch the pieces before they even fall. That's the great part about it. You know, the classes and... It's like magic. 
It really is. That's why, you know, it's not hard for me. It's magic. It's work that I, it's hard work that I love because it's making sense. Yeah. Yeah. The other thing I wanted to mention is when we do our welcome at New Thought Philadelphia, we had lots of discussion about whether or not to include the word home the first time through. And when you were there, I said, I'm using the word home because it feels right today. And the greeting is, whatever path you've been on, whatever brought you through our door or our Zoom today, wherever you're heading next, we have been expecting you. Welcome home. Yes. Yes. That was the other, you said we've been expecting you. Yep. I was done. You know? (laughs) (laughs) I was really, I couldn't even remember whether I was supposed to say something. That Sunday, I kept thinking, I hope I don't have to say anything because I don't know if I can pull myself together (laughs) to do do this. So whether you ever say that again, please know that you were supposed to say that to Carol that day because she needed to know. Yeah. And I've taken to saying home, which... The discussion was it's kind of a presumptuous the first time somebody shows up to say welcome home and the point that i've gotten to in my growth is you're in the right place at the right time for exactly the right reason and if you want to be here and are uncomfortable feeling like this is home there's some work to do might be my work might be their work but there's work to do so let's go ahead and get it out in the open and two if you you know they could go away but you always want to know where home is so you can come back. And and that's what it felt like with with my life. You know, I have been out there and <laughs> <laughs> in different denominations and you name it, I've done it, but never felt like I was home and I've always been looking for feeling like I was trying to find my way back home. So yeah. that's why those words were magic for me. You you know, if it's home, you're going to want something in your spirit and your soul is going to pull you back, Perfect. make you know you can't be comfortable out there. You know, and I did a lot of things and I was good at it. I, I was good at it and I got friends and respect and all of that, but it wasn't home. Yeah. And yeah, for me, the story is the prodigal son. We can go into a far country. We can do all sorts of stuff, and we always have the possibility of going home. And it's not home to New Thought Philadelphia, although anybody who wants to is welcome home at New Thought Philadelphia. It's home to that truth that resides within. Yes, yes. And you know, that's what you were talking about. You can get, lose your gut, lose your heart by getting caught in your head because your head's so good mm-hmm. at figuring stuff out. And you are always free to go back home, to let, to let it settle in your heart. And, and your gut and, and embody whatever it is that you're creating rather than pushing it. Yeah, and and to hear somebody, you or spirit, say, it's okay. You know, it's okay to not be in 100% in charge of this right now. <laughs> it's, <laughs> it's okay. And if it, if it screws up, you can get back in charge, but right now, <laughs> try, try this. You know, it's a wonderful... Um, option to have. Yeah. And there is expertise that's available. If I'm in the third grade and I want to put a uh, land a man on the moon, I don't have to do it myself. I might be able to get involved with this group of people at NASA who are working on the same project. Mm -hmm. So there are all sorts of possibilities. And when we let go of our attachment to, I have to do this on my particular timetable, then all sorts of things become possible. 
And oh yeah, before we did it, the moon landing was impossible. Hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I hope I didn't take us too far out. I took us to the moon. You didn't go nearly that far. Oh, good. It's you then. (laughs) (laughs) It's it's me. It's not you. (laughs) We're going to do a prayer for divine guidance and perfect unfolding, which is what you were talking about. Let's take a quick break and come back and do that. Okay. Learn to put practical prayer to work in your life. The steps are simple to learn and let you begin to get real results to create the life of your dreams immediately. Reverend Bill Marcioni's widely acclaimed book, Practical Prayer for Real Results, gives you a clear summary of the new thought principles behind practical prayer and the series of easy-to-understand steps found in the most effective prayers from religions and spiritual practices all over the world and throughout history. Practical prayer is not a replacement for your religion or practice. It's a technique to make the work you do in consciousness even more effective. The book includes 40 prayers on various topics that you can adapt as needed and use as your own. Practical Prayer for Real Results is available in paperback, Kindle, and audiobook on Amazon or at b-the-light.com. That's b-the-light.com. Welcome back to the Practical Prayer Podcast. I'm Carol Lawrence, here with Reverend Bill Marcioni, and the conversation has been amazing. So, you said that we're going to pray, or you're going to pray about divine guidance and perfect unfolding. And that is, that's exactly what I was talking about, but I couldn't, I couldn't get it all together. It's like, let's go to that pot of confetti that I talked about Mm -hmm. I came I started the broadcast trying to articulate something and it really was just like not coming together in any intelligent way it was like a thing of confetti and I threw it up and then you just pulled it all together by saying divine guidance and perfect unfolding and my question was how do you pray or what do you pray for and and how do you fit yourself into this kind of confetti situation and you just summed it up so perfectly so easily and I'll have to tell you I was feeling a bit of anxiety about the confetti but somehow I had some confidence it's going to work itself out somehow but I didn't know you were going to work it out in four words <laughs> Four words, you know. I'm feeling like, you know, Lawrence. Could you, you know, calm yourself down? Could you have come to this? Four words. And the answer is the answer is yes. And I'm going to tell you because we were talking earlier about magic, mm-hmm. and the part that's magic about this is not that I was able to take your bucket of confetti and turn it into four words like that. It's the fact that in the time that I've been doing this, I have seen that particular bucket of confetti before. And I know from my experience that the way to deal with that particular circumstance is to turn it over to the divine and ask for guidance so we know what's ours to do and allow it to unfold in a way that's going to be perfect. And that can take lots of different forms, lots of different shapes. But I already knew what it was. But she made it so simple. 
you know. So that's the that's what the, that's what makes a magic trick so spectacular. It is easy, and I I used to do magic shows when I was a kid. It is easy to pull a rabbit out of your hat. The tough part is to do the entire rest of the show with a rabbit in your pants, oh. <laughs> so that you can pull it out later. <laughs> so, the fact that I've been doing this for a while and I understood this and I can put that into the framework makes it look like magic and I'm okay with that because the delight of saying oh my god there's this problem that was insurmountable and suddenly there's a solution that caught your attention that enhanced your faith your belief that this situation might be resolvable that there might be a different alternative to the way that you've been doing it that's the magic absolutely and you know we are like told there's no such thing as magic you can't believe in magic but it is it is magic when you when you don't have to when you're struggling with something and you know you don't have to struggle but you don't know how not to struggle and then here comes four words that's magic that's magic um, Arthur C. Clarke, who is a science fiction writer, wrote 2001 A Space Odyssey and a bunch of other stuff. He was also involved in technology. He actually invented the communication satellite. And one of my favorite quotes from him is he said, any sufficiently advanced technology is indistinguishable from magic. And if you think about that, if you were to take a cell phone and give it to somebody 100 years ago, that's magic. Mm. That is absolutely magic. I mean, that was before the video wristwatch communications mm -hmm. that mm -hmm. were so futuristic. The things that are possible now that were impossible before, if we just gave them to the people back then, would look like magic. Practical prayer is a technology. It is a technique that we can use to change our belief. And mm -hmm. it works by principle because we're not asking for special dispensation. We are using the creative principle that has created everything. And that's what's creating our next new experience. This is a technology. Uh, you don't have to be a particular religion. You don't have to be in a particular group. You don't have to ask for special dispensation from a middleman or a minister or a shaman or anything else. Everybody can do this. It is accessible. It is a magic trick that everybody can learn. And that's the technology. And that's what makes it so beautiful. You know, and makes me calm, feel a little bit calm because I'm thinking if it's a technique, if it's technology, uh, this is the way it works, right? Ernest yeah. Holmes said this is the way it works. This is the way it works. Okay, so I got to figure out how this works because it works. Okay. You don't got to figure it out. You just have to work it. If you have an understanding of how to work it, then you'll eventually, and pretty quickly for you, get an understanding of what's working and why it's working and how it works, but you don't need to know how it works. You just need to know how to work it. Okay. So we will do a prayer for divine guidance and perfect unfolding, which we sometimes call divine right order. Okay. And divine right order is wonderful because it reminds us that the all the mysterious pieces in the puzzle can fit together in a way that we don't necessarily understand but that the infinite does. And it brings those puzzle pieces together in an orderly fashion, which gives us joy and harmony and success and prosperity and vitality and vim and vigor and all the other good stuff that we're looking for. So here we go. It's a prayer for Carol and whatever this mystery circumstance is that you have not detailed, <laughs> the confusing kind of too big to be 
controlled on the individual ego pushing the pieces around in the world level so we're going to ask the infinite to help us out with this and we're going to take advantage of the fact that we don't have the details because this is going to be for everybody who's listening so as it's safe and comfortable go ahead and close your eyes turn away from the world from the circumstance from the situation around you whatever that seemingly insurmountable problem or challenge happens to be whether it's with people or finances or organization or the way that the specifics are supposed to be fitting together and just haven't been whatever it is that has been a challenge or a difficulty or a struggle acknowledge that that's what it's been up until now take a deep full breath close your eyes go within breathe in a brand new possibility and as you breathe out surrender relax let go of whatever is no longer serving you in the same way that you're letting go of the air that was so helpful just a moment ago and from that space of emptiness take another deep full breath in and let yourself be filled with something brand new allow it in allow it to fill you allow yourself to be inspired and as soon as that breath has served its purpose go ahead and breathe it out let it go again this is the surrender this is opening and allowing keep breathing at the pace that's comfortable for you knowing that trying to force it or control it and deciding that i'm going to hold this breath until x y or z happens doesn't serve us trying to breathe out and then breathe out again without having breathed in the first time is the level of control that's not possible for us physically so we're reminded not to try to control it that way and allow that awareness of that divine order of that perfect sequence that's available to us allow yourself to open to that because we can know that that infinite creative power that has created everything we call it nature spirit god source the creator the big bang whatever it is we call it it is that one which is sharing itself as all of its creation everything is that divine presence taking individual form everything and that includes me it includes each person who is listening to this prayer it includes all of the people who we are involved with all of the players in whatever the circumstance or situation or drama happens to be it includes all of the other elements of the situation or circumstance the people the places the things the activities the ideas the motivations it is all that divine presence taking its own specific and particular form and so when we look at it from that higher perspective from the big picture it is all god expressing itself in different ways and knowing that it is very straightforward to understand that these pieces can fit together in different ways and we can turn our attention to the situation that we would prefer instead with these pieces fitting together perfectly we don't need to say how with these pieces fitting together perfectly how do i feel how does it look what is the circumstance what is the texture what is the the flavor of the relationships that i'm having with the people what is the activities that we are involved in how does it look what am i wearing what's the temperature of the room who else is there whatever it is to bring the feeling of that success to mind and then there's the invitation the invitations for that infinite mind that knows everything that divine 
intelligence that has created everything. Allow it to create this. Allow it to create this next new experience in ways that are magical and wonderful and in hindsight completely understandable. And I invite that same mind to inform each of us as to what is our next perfect step to take, along with the motivation to take it, along with the wisdom to not keep taking the steps that we've been taking so far, to allow the transformation, to participate in whatever that newness is, to surrender our disbelief that this can't get any better, that this can't come to full resolution as quickly as we could possibly imagine and even faster as well as we can possibly imagine and even better. All of the pieces fitting together in perfect order, in divine right order, as that divine intelligence guides us and runs the project. This partnership is underway now this co-creative partnership where we are inviting this newness and allowing that infinite creative power that creates everything to create it through and with and as us. All the pieces are fitting together in sweet perfection and I'm grateful for it. I'm grateful for the good that's unfolding. I'm grateful for the wonderful way that these coincidences, these seeming coincidences are coming about. And I'm grateful to know that love is unfolding. And so with gratitude for this good, I speak this word of intention and I release it into that same creative law that has created everything. It's creating this. I let it be. And so it is. Amen. So it is. Thank you. Thank you. Did you get any aha moments? Any insights about what you get to do or what you get to let go of? <laughs> it's messy. <laughs> 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 the Practical Prayer Podcast with Reverend Bill Marcioni and Carol Lawrence is a production of BeTheLight.com B-The-Light where you can find more information about practical prayer for real results. Our theme is by Music of Wisdom. You can learn about the spiritual community of New Thought Philadelphia with daily guided meditations, weekly celebrations of spirit, and Reverend Bill's classes in practical spirituality at newthoughtphilly.org. This podcast is supported by listeners like you. We're grateful for your tax-deductible donation at newthoughtphilly.org or the link in the episode description.